Welcome to another episode of the Called Bank Podcast. Uh, the seating is almost all set up. We have one, maybe two more playing games before everything's set up in the West, but we know where the Jazz will be. Uh, they will be playing the Nuggets in the first round, which is a relief that we are not facing the Rockets. Definitely. I support that full-heartedly, and looking at it, honestly, I think the Jazz are in the best spot that they could be. While I don't think that OKC would have been a horrendous matchup, it would have been somewhat concerning. But this way, the Jazz don't have to play the Lakers until possibly the Western Conference Finals, which is my preferred time to play the Lakers. And like the the past few games, uh, I don't know if anyone else was really paying attention to them, but the only one that I really, well, I guess I paid attention to two of them. And it was when the Jazz played the Nuggets because that was a preview, a potential preview at that point, I guess, for the first round. And that was an exciting one. It went to, went into overtime, and the Jazz only lost by two. So it's okay that we lost that one. That one didn't play a huge role in seeding, really, I guess. But so hopefully the Jazz learned a lot from that game, and they can take what they learned into this first round. And then the Mavericks at Jazz one was interesting because the Jazz went on a roll. They went on like something like a 20-2 run. And then I don't know if they just took all the players out or what happened or the Mavericks just got hot. But the Mavs came back and won by won that one by eight. So that that's, that's one of those interesting games that you see at the end of the season when like the players are trying. But the teams like the game doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, so what pretty much happened in that game, from what I saw in my understanding, is the Jazz didn't play any starters the whole fourth quarter, and the Mavericks brought in their starters to win that game. Um, at the time, uh, OKC had just started throwing the game to the Suns, which was really big since the Jazz didn't want to necessarily go up to the five seed to end up playing the Rockets. And if the Mavericks had finished the season undefeated, they could have jumped to the sixth or even the fifth seed. And so the Mavericks were trying to avoid the Clippers and the Jazz were trying to avoid the Rockets. So it just ended up being that there was really no point for the Jazz to win that game. And I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of tanking, but I understand that it's how the game works. Had it not been the Jazz, I would have been cheering for it to backfire, but I mean, it ended up working out for the Jazz, didn't really end up working out for the Mavericks or OKC, but I mean, that's how the game works. Sometimes it's best to lose, which is sad, but true. Yeah, and for the Mavericks, it it wouldn't matter. It, like, it, they didn't really control whether they left the seven seed or not. Like, there's two little games and like too many other teams had to lose that didn't, so yeah, but... The Jazz finished off the season with four losses in a row, but I guess it worked out in our favor since we got the seed we wanted. I don't know if that's the seed the Jazz wanted or most Jazz fans wanted, but I'm assuming that's that's what Jazz Nation would want. I don't think it was four losses in a row, actually. No, it was since it was the the Spurs, the Nuggets, the Mavs, the Spurs. Oh no, the Jazz did win that last one. You're right. Yeah. So. They ended up going um, three and five, and of those games, I mean, they beat the Pelicans, 
They beat the Spurs in the second matchup, and they beat the Grizzlies. And those three games were, I mean, games I was happy with. They lost to the Lakers, and they lost to the Nuggets in close games. What I'm not really frustrated about that. They were resting players the other time they played the Spurs. Um, the only game that I'm really kind of frustrated about was the OKC game, since they just didn't show up. But that was the second game in the bubble, and I think they've definitely shown the ability to come back and that they will be successful against the Nuggets. I think the series is going to be finished out in six. I would probably lean towards the Nuggets, but I would not be surprised if the Jazz pulled it out. Yeah, like out of the, all the realistic first-round opponents, I think the Jazz had the best chance of beating the Nuggets in the first round. I could see an argument for the Thunder as well, but I feel like like the Nuggets, they're more talented, but the Thunder are more like put together as a team. So uh, that's an interesting argument there to see which team you'd rather face. Um, but today we have the play-in game. Uh, well, one, one of the play-in games, maybe the only one, we'll see. It's the Trailblazers versus the Grizzlies. And once that seed is decided, then we can officially hop into the playoffs and see what the matches are going to be. So what I was thinking is we can make a prediction of who we think is going to actually win the eight seed. And then we can go through the West and make our predictions for the first round. That sounds awesome. Before we make a prediction for the eighth seed, I feel like we have to shout out Devin Booker and the Suns. I mean, going 8-0, I know that a couple of those games were games that the other team wasn't trying to win. But to go into the bubble with, basically, I think they were the 13th seed. Maybe that was the Kings, but with no one giving them any chance and to come out and play like they did. I was really disappointed to see that the Grizzlies were able to stay in there. Um, They definitely deserved something better than they got. And I'm excited to see where they go in the future and definitely made the future for the Suns a lot brighter than I think anyone thought it was going to be. If you remember back at the very beginning of this season, the Suns started really hot, but then um, DeAndre Ayton, he had to miss 25 games for like, I think it was marijuana possession or something like that. And then I think Ricky Rubio got hurt for a good portion of that. So then the Suns were awful again when two of their starters were out. But they came in here healthy and they looked awesome. So I'm, I'm ex- I hope they can stay healthy and keep the team together all season next season. And we might be able to see Devin Booker make his first playoffs. I just think that it's terrifying in the West when you're talking about the top 11 to 12 teams being playoff caliber teams. Well, and the bo- and the bottom two teams this year are probably going to be really good next year. Where the Warriors are going to be a playoff team and the Timberwolves I like their chances next year more than I have for the past 5 years. So yeah, I mean the Western Conference is just going to be exciting with whatever happens, but back to the playing games for today. I think the Blazers are going to pull it off. I mean, they're just a much, like you said, a much better team overall. They've got more experience. They have just more time in the league. And when you look at it, Memphis just hasn't shown up this whole bubble experience. They basically had the eighth seed locked in. And then they weren't able 
to pull that off, and now they're in the ninth seed. So I'll expect to see the Blazers handle them today and then get a couple days rest before they take the Lakers on on Tuesday. Yeah, coming into the bubble, everyone thought that the Grizzlies would have the eighth seed and then there would just be another team within four games to challenge them. But the Blazers actually, they're a half a game ahead of them right now in the standings. So if it was a normal season, the Blazers would just have it. But like I love the Grizzlies. They're really fun to watch. They have a lot of potential for the future, but... It's really hard to beat a team when you have Damian Lillard scoring 50 points a game, CJ McCollum adding another 25, and then uh, Carmelo Anthony coming in with another like 15-20. Their offenses is really good, and they've uh, some of their post players who like really weren't performing during the normal season have really started to take in a solid role, both on offense and defense. So. It's going to be really tough for the Grizzlies to force us even a second game. And I think their chances of making the playoffs are very, very low. I agree with everything you said. And especially now having Nurkic and Whiteside down low. I mean, that's going to be big against the Grizzlies. But that'll be really big when it comes to taking on Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard with the Lakers in round one. And I mean, I don't think that they're going to be able to pull it off and beat the Lakers. But I definitely think that the Lakers just got the worst case scenario when it came to the eighth seed. If you look at what they're going to have to do to make it to and through the Western Conference Finals, more likely than not, they're going to have to beat the Blazers. Then they're going to have to probably beat the Rockets. And then they're going to have to beat the Clippers. No, the Jazz. They're going to have to beat the Jazz. That's going to... (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going to have to beat the Jazz, not not the Clippers. But, I mean, that's going to be rough. And I know that the Eastern Conference isn't a cakewalk, but in comparison, who's ever coming out of the East, whoever comes out of the East, I feel like they just have a much, you know, softer route to get to the finals. Yeah, especially with Ben Simmons being out for the Sixers, that takes out one of the like main contenders there. Um. Yeah. So the so we're guessing it's probably going to be Lakers Blazers first round. Um, the Blazers team in the bubble looked a lot like the Blazers team from last year, who made it to the conference finals against the Warriors. They did get swept, but several of those games were really close. If a ball had bounced just a different way, the Blazers might have taken that series to six. Um. So they they have their team back. They're healthy. Obviously, not all the pieces are back, but the main core of the team is there. They added a few pieces like Whiteside and Carmelo. Um, so I think like the Blazers do have a chance of beating the Lakers, but it's not a good chance. I would say. Um, I'd say likely it's probably going to be Lakers in five. Um, but the. Blazers are going to make them sweat and make some of the games closer than the Lakers would like. But at the end of the day, the Lakers have LeBron James and Anthony Davis who know how to close out games in the final minutes. If it comes to a final shot, though, and it's in Damian Lillard's hands, then there's not much the Lakers could do to win that game at that point. Well, when he shoots from 10 feet beyond the three-point line, back rims the ball, you know, 10 feet into the air, and it goes in. And then another game, when he shoots from the logo, which, since the logo is pretty much a rectangle, 
right now is even more impressive, and it's nothing but net. I just don't know how you can stop Damian Lillard. Just watching him, he was absolutely unstoppable these last couple games, just making the playoff push. And the Lakers don't have anyone who can guard him. Like, I like they don't have Rondo anymore. They don't have Bradley. Are you going to try to put LeBron on Lillard? But Lillard's way quicker than LeBron. So I'm sure Lillard will find ways to score on LeBron. Like, Lillard's just going to have a big series whether his team wins or not. He's going to come out of the playoffs averaging like 45. As long as you keep all of Lillard's shots within 20 feet of the basket, you're good. <laughs> but are the Lakers going to be able to do that? I don't think so. Okay. So the next series is the 2-7. and seven. That's the Clippers and Mavericks. And the Mavericks are a good team. They have Doncic and Porzingis. Um, a really good offensive team. They don't really have... Like, they have a couple defensive pieces that can guard wings, but they're not like lockdown defenders. And a lot of those pieces don't get very many minutes because the the Maverick system is very offensive focused. So out of this out of the Clippers Mav series, I'm guess, I'm seeing a lot of offense, but the Mavs don't have anyone that can stop Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, so I could see the Mavericks getting swept, but I think it's more likely that the Clippers win in 5 as well. So I think the Lakers and Clippers both pull out their first series in 5. Yeah, I I definitely think that five is realistic, but I honestly could see every single game in the West easily going to six, like quite easily going to to being four, to having someone pull it out and having it almost go to a game seven. I do think the Clippers are going to beat the Mavs. I think that both of the LA teams are just way too good to lose in the first round, especially when you have players who have the heart that Anthony Davis, LeBron James, PG, and Kawhi have. So, definitely think that. Um, Before we get to the Jazz series, what are your thoughts on the OKC-Houston matchup at the 4-5? This is a fun one, and this is one that I kind of wanted to see from the beginning of the year. Because, like, everyone wrote OKC off, and... I didn't think they were going to be this good, but I was pretty sure they were going to make the playoffs. I thought they would be like 7-8, worst case scenario, like a 9 seed that didn't quite make it in. Um, But they really exceeded expectations. Chris Paul has a chip on his shoulder, and the team's playing really well, and it's really going to be like Chris Paul, James Harden. And it's, it's kind of like the revenge match for Chris Paul. Um, That being said... The Rockets have looked amazing in the bubble. The small ball is really working out for them. Um, it's just, it's tough to stop the Rockets. Like, they, Russell Westbrook, I haven't seen anyone really be able to stop him this season. And James Harden, no one's figured out how to stop him. So, um, I don't think the Thunder will be able to win the series. But the games will be very entertaining and very competitive. Yeah, I mean, I want to see OKC win from a, I want to see Chris Paul get his revenge. But from the perspective of, 
if the Jazz were to win in the first round and then the second round, I would rather have had the Lakers play Houston um, in the second round than OKC because I think that Houston's going to be a lot more competitive of a second round matchup and it'll be a really exciting to see James Harden and LeBron James go toe-to-toe. Yeah, I like... I kind of want to see Chris Paul pull it off this year and just like surprise everyone and win a championship since he still doesn't have his ring. And like, as far as like when we were younger and growing up, he was the best point guard. Like, say what you will about Darren Williams, but like Chris Paul pulled off some magic and he was an amazing player, but he never was on a team that was really dominant. He had some good teams with the Clippers, but and some good teams with the Rockets, but. I I think everyone wants to see him win a championship, but it's just not likely at this point. Yeah, Chris Paul was just born in the wrong wrong era. I mean, I think that that's pretty simple to say. Since in the end, to be a point guard in today's day and age, you need to also be able to hit the three-pointer and create your own offense. And while he, I'm not going to take away how good he is at that, in the end, he's just not as good as the as other players, and that's what's kept him, I think, from getting to the championship and from getting that ring. Yeah, it's it's tough when like the most dominant player on your team is a six foot facilitator, and obviously Chris Paul can score, but like his, his strong suits are passing and ball handling. He, he's he's kind of like that that Jason Kidd, Steve Nash sort of point guard. So how how many games will the Rockets-Thunder series go? How competitive will it be? I'm going to go seven. I'm going to go seven. I think it'll go the whole seven. I think... It's just way too competitive. I think seven would be awesome. I feel like six is a little more likely, but I don't know. that The Thunder have been proving everyone wrong so far, so we'll, we'll see how far they take it. Okay, and then now we're to the Jazz Nuggets. And I already said that I think it's going to be in six games. And I would, if I were betting, I would bet on the Nuggets. But I do think the Jazz can pull it out in those six as long as they're able to stop Jokic and stop Jamal Murray. What What's your prediction? Um, if the bubble never happened and like the season went normal and the Nuggets were performing how they were performing before the stop, I would have. I think I would have actually preferred the jazz in this series uh like the nuggets were winning games but they did like they didn't really have anything going they didn't it felt like when you watch them play they didn't really have much energy uh but now that they've gotten back into the bubble it feels like new players have stepped up they have more energy they have more options they kind of figured out their system so i agree with you it's probably going to be nuggets and six i think the jazz will take it to six but uh, it's this is a tough series for the Jazz to win. Uh, the Nuggets are a better team, but the Jazz do have pieces that can surprise and show up every night. So the Jazz have a chance, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, and I mean, not having Bojan, like I don't want to dwell on the haves and have-nots, but he is the team's second leading scorer. I mean, you can't understate how big not having him is for the Jazz. 
since the Jazz are going to need Clarkson or Conley to step up in the games, which they've shown that they're able to do, but they haven't been able to do that every single night. So I really just think that that's what's hurting the Jazz. The only playoff team in the West that I would take the Jazz over right now would be the would be the Mavs. And I do think I'd give them the edge over the Blazers if that's the team that makes it in. But the Blazers are really that good of a team at the eighth seed that I would not want to face them. Yeah, it's the West is deep right now. The like the interesting thing with the Nuggets matchup is you look at teams like the Clippers and Lakers, where each of those teams they have good role players, um, players that kind of do their thing, whether they're a defensive player or a shooter or just a scorer. Uh, but it's, it really comes down to they have two stars with the Lakers having LeBron and AD and the Clippers having Paul George and Kawhi. But the Nuggets, like, you can obviously, like, you know who their main star is in Jokic, but they're pretty deep at every position. And, like, they have the talent there. And so it's it's going to be tough for the Jazz to match up every night with the Nuggets because, uh, like, most nights you have a matchup where you know you have a mismatch at some point. Uh, whether you say, okay, like they're playing, the Rockets are playing small ball so we can focus a little more on getting the ball to go bare since this is going to be tough to defend down there when you're like eight inches shorter. Or if they don't have a great defensive point guard, you can give the ball to Conley or Mitchell. But the Nuggets kind of have a very well-rounded team and can change up their lineups depending. So this this will be a, like, this is going to be a game of chess for Quinn Snyder to try to break the Nuggets system and find the mismatches. Definitely. And it's going to be a game of chess that I'm not able to watch live because of how they're doing everything in the bubble. Since, I mean, the Jazz opened off the playoff series starting at 11 a.m. on Monday. Then I think Wednesday it's like 2 p.m. And then Friday it's back to 11 a.m. So that's one downside of the bubble is you get like really early games over here in the mountain time zone. And if you're playing like, you know, the 1 p.m. or 4 p.m. game over on the East Coast, like people are still working here. So I think that's kind of depressing overall for Jazz and Nuggets fans, just having such a bad time slot over there. Yeah, and and the playoffs are happening like right as school is getting started for everyone. So the people who like the kids who normally would have time to watch the games can't anymore. So if. I bet those ratings will be very low. But it is what it is. Like, I'd rather have basketball than no basketball. And, you know, I think everyone's just excited for the playoffs to finally be here. So, go Jazz and cross our fingers. And we'll hope that they can make it out of the first round this year. Like, they're definitely capable of. Yep. And whatever happens this year, like, I think, like, at this point, the Jazz have a lot to build on for next year. Um, especially if they make it out of the first round, they'll be riding a lot of momentum into next season. So it'll be exciting to see. All right. This has been called Bank Sports. Have a great weekend and go Jazz.